Notice what it says in Psalm chapter 14 and verse number 1. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Again, Psalm 14, verse number 1. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. Talking about the fool, the atheist. First of all, he says in his heart, there is no God. That's number one. And then number two, these fools, they are, these atheists, they are corrupt. They, have, they do abominable works. And there is, um, there is none that doeth good. From this verse, we learn that an atheist is in denial. Um, number two, it's totally depraved, totally depraved. You have to work up to a position of atheism. You're not born that way. You have to be taught atheism. You don't have to be taught creation because God has put it in everyone's heart that there is a God and the heavens declare the glory of God. But you've got to be taught atheism. It says that they're corrupt. It says that none of them are any good. Atheism is on the rise in America. And that is one of the reasons why it's a mess in America today. And there's so many people that are rallying to the Palestinian side. You see, because they're atheists. They're not Christian. No Christian is going to side with the Palestinians in this war. Okay. Um, anyway, this is sad, but the Pew Research Centers found that 26% of Americans now identify themselves as, you know, either atheists agnostics or just simply non-religious you know you used to be when you went to the hospital it was you know protestant or catholic you see you see that's how the, that's how the devil is i'm not protestant and i'm not catholic all right i'm a baptist a christian amen okay and the baptist baptist um uh, a baptist church now follow me now a person that belongs to a Baptist church doesn't always have Baptist on the title, okay? Because Baptist is not a, necessarily a title or a denomination as much as it is a doctrine and a description. People that um, throughout the ages have believed in salvation by grace and baptism follows salvation, amen, upon profession of faith. That's why we don't believe in sprinkling babies, because a baby cannot profess faith in Christ. All that does is prove that the, that the preacher doesn't have faith in Christ or Christ or God's word. And the parents that brought the kid to be sprinkled, he wasn't baptized because baptist, the word baptized means immerse. And so what um, parents want to do, they, they ain't living right with God and they're not going to bring their kids up and um, fear God in church or anything like that. So they're not going to hear the gospel. So, they get to, so what they do is find a substitute. And that substitute is going to be, well, some religious service. And let me just stop and say this. You lukewarm parents, you're doing your kids more harm than good. Are you hearing me now? Are you hearing me? Okay. You, you, what you do is you take better care of your car than you do your kids. You make, you make sure that your car has oil in it and your car has gas in it. Are you with me? You make sure that that car is in good working condition. And a lot of farmers, they take better care of their hogs and their horses than they do their kids. Amen. They make sure that their horses are fed well. Uh-huh. But here it is. Their kids can go to hell and they don't care. Well, they've been baptized. They pray the prayer. 
God deliver us from that. God deliver us from that. Mom, Dad, or make a difference. You've got to get on fire. Amen. I'm just going to tell you, unless you're providentially hindered, you better quit making excuses for not coming to church. Are you with me? Because all your kids are going to do is make an excuse, and the only time they're going to come is maybe at Christmas to watch their grandkids in a Christmas play. Come on now. I know that you're getting convicted because you ain't looking at me. Amen. Here it is, the doctor, you pay a doctor a lot of money to tell you the truth. But then you want the preacher to lie to you. Are you with me? Amen. I mean, I, and you just can't live it on Sunday either. You know, and start singing Christian songs on Sunday when you come to church. Brother, it has got to be a way of life. Christianity is more caught than it is taught. You can go ahead and teach them all about why you believe what you believe, but they're going to go the way of the world and live by your principles. And if your principle is a principle of compromise, your kids are going to compromise. Amen. We are to the place now where people just say they don't believe in a God at all. And we're talking about atheism or agnosticism or just non-religious people, as they like to call themselves, is the third leading, or the third largest religion in the world. Christianity first, Islam second. And then those that profess no faith at all in any God is third. Unbelievable. And that is the real problem, because this new brand of religion, otherwise known as atheism, and that's exactly what they are, Atheists are extremely religious, okay? You know what I'm saying? They're extremely religious because, they, okay, religion is basically believing in a higher being, okay? They, this is what they say, I don't believe in a higher being. I don't believe in any God, okay? Then by virtue of that fact, you make yourself God. Now, here's another problem. The Muslims are very active in politics, Okay? The atheists are very, very involved in politics. I'm talking about radical atheists. And the only people that we see getting, here's what they do. They call themselves Christians to get elected and then they live like the devil and they sell out to the lobbyists for a few dollars and another vote in office for another two years. It's exactly what is happening. And Christians are full enough, foolish enough to believe it. You know? I mean, every Christian, every, every, ever since I remember Jimmy Carter, the first time I got involved in an election, first person I voted for, actually voted against Jimmy Carter. Here's a born-again Christian. You cannot say that you believe in Jesus and then call him a liar in the same breath. It's one or the other. Now you got people nowadays, they say they're Catholics. They say they believe in Jesus. No, not the Jesus of the Bible. No, they do not. No, they do not. Jesus teaches, the Bible teaches, that we're saved by grace, not through the works of the law, not through the church, not through the sacraments, not through baptism, but washed in the blood of Jesus. Amen. You say, preacher, boy, you're hitting me pretty hard. You're talking about my mom, my dad, my grandma, my grandpa. My dad... Claimed to be an atheist. I just found out just two days ago that my father had died. And uh, I didn't know about it. He, had been, he died October 9th. Nobody even said anything about it. T to me, or, you know, he wrote me out of his will. I didn't, want it, I didn't want any of his money anyway. And that's another thing. A lot of parents, listen, you're crazy that you're going to give your inheritance to your kids that live like the devil.
my kids ain't getting one dime. If my kid, if, if Josh starts living like the devil, he ain't getting one dime. It's going right to his kids. And they ain't getting one dime either if they don't live right. right? There's no way that I'm going to work hard all my life just to give my money to the devil. It ain't going to happen. You just got to decide if you're going to love God more than your kids or love God more than your hobbies. Amen. It, it is not going to happen. You say, I know you're just fishing for people to give, give money to the church. I don't want your stinking money. I don't want your money. God doesn't, listen, what, we, what I covet is your prayers. What I covet is for you to be obedient. But let's listen, God is going to fund his work. Amen. Amen. This is about the only church around here. I'm telling you, we got a unique thumbprint here because this is about the only church anywhere that you're going to hear the preacher says, keep your stinking money. Thy money perish with thee. As far as numbers are concerned, well, you offend me. I'm going to trot out. I'm leaving. I'm going somewhere. Bye. And I'm not chasing you down either. Well, you didn't call. The preacher never called me. Well, you never called me either. And I ain't meeting with you down there at Hardy's either. Also, you can bellyache. It ain't going to happen. Why, why destroy my spirit and your spirit? Let bygones be bygones. Brother, but if you want a place where you know you're going to hear the truth from a man that doesn't care about your feelings, only preaching the truth, brother, then you come to the right place. Amen. As far as I'm concerned, if you don't preach like I'm doing right now, he ain't preaching. The Bible says the definition of a preacher is to cry aloud and spare not. <laughs> spare not for their crying. Man, when you got yourself, when you got yourself somebody, he's got over here and there's some kid in the back. He's a baby. He's crying. That's okay. Let him cry. Uh, the louder he gets, the louder I'm getting. Amen. Amen. And something else too. Now we got a bunch of preachers running around and allowing all this charismatic garbage in church. A bunch of rock and roll music in church. A bunch of young women wiggling their hips in church. All for the, all for the lust of, of sinful, God, ungodly men. That's all that they're doing right Are you with me? I'm, I know I've said this before. It's, it's so-called independent fundamental Baptist that are just chameleons. All right? I'll give you some proof. It was about 15 years ago, 18 years ago. The former pastor of this church talked with me right outside by, right outside by that building before we had that other building. And he started yapping at me about how wonderful the Southern Baptist Convention was. I'm talking about, and I'm thinking, you've got to be kidding me. They kicked out the Independent Baptist 50, 60 years ago. You've got to be kidding me. And it ain't any better now than it was then. Come on now. Come on now. And now you got churches hobnobbing with the Southern Baptist. It ain't going to happen here. It ain't going to happen here. Are you with? Come on now. Help, help me out. Help me out. And then we got to do all this kind of stuff to get people. I'm going to tell you something. Man, if the preaching of the God. You know, you know what um, uh, Charles Spurgeon said? He says, if the preaching can't get them to come in, if people are attracted by the preaching of God's word, then if they ain't going to come for that, then they shouldn't come at all. Amen. Sarah, this is God. This is just Sunday school. All hell is breaking loose in church. Oh, okay, good, good, because I was going to say, if he ain't here, he ain't getting our support. 
Unless you're not somewhere else. That's something else too. Preacher's boy skipping church. Skipping church? You've got to be kidding me. That's the one place a preacher ought to rather be than any day. What did David say? I would rather spend one day in God's house than a thousand days in the world. I hope that I get to kick the bucket right there. Right there. Amen. Just kind of pull me out of the way and just pick up the next point right there. Amen. Preachers all the time got to go on vacation. All the time. No, I'm not against going on vacation and things like that. But you know what? You know what a vacation for me? If you've got to get away from church because you've got to get away from the stress, you ain't called. Amen? The preacher ought to create the stress. Amen? Now, some look, you've been coming for years, and you look shocked. It's probably because you ain't been here in so long, and when you are here, you ain't listening. I am determined that as I get older, I get more radical, fanatical. Amen? No, skip the word fanatical. How about just fervent in spirit serving God? Amen. Fervent in spirit serving God. You know, I, you know, I, I am off. I, I want a church to run. God wants a church to be run decently and in order. Turn off your stinking cell phones. And when the preaching starts, don't get up and walk out. It's, it's disrespectful to God. And then we talk about, and, and God give us... We should not have to pray that God would give us holy ears to hear. Now, I'm not against that, but I'm just simply saying this. We ought to come, one, to get it, and then the people that got to serve. I feel bad for the nursery workers, man. Well, somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. I get it. But, brother, I'll tell you what, if it was me, it would be somebody else. Brother, just get me in the church service and not in the back. Come on now. I know somebody's got to sit in the back. I understand. I get it. But brother, I'll tell you what, when I got on fire for God, I wasn't looking to sit in the back. I was looking to sit in the front. Amen. The back ought to be for backsliders and for people that come in late and visitors. Amen. They shouldn't have to walk up in the front here. This is what God says. God says, it's time the judgment begin in the house of the Lord. I'm going to tell you something else. If somebody comes in here when the, when the next wave of COVID... You say, well, you ain't got the guts to preach against masks when somebody comes with a mask. You know that's a lie, too. You know it's a lie. Because they look silly and stupid. Amen. Amen. You want to wear a mask? Go ahead and wear one. Amen. Okay, now wait a minute. Now wait a minute. And then churches closed their churches because of COVID. That man is a coward. And you ought to get right with God or get out of the ministry. Amen. As if it was legal to, be, to, to have a church in the first century. You meant in the first century you could have lost your head. Amen. Mm -hmm. And then waiting for the governor or waiting for the president to tell them when they can open up the house of God again. You are a puppet of the government. Amen. You would never be a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Amen. And you know, if, if things did change with me at COVID, I get that. Because I saw then that if the hope for America was independent Baptist churches, listen, I got more respect, more respect for John MacArthur than I do 99% of independent fundamental Baptists. Poof. You know what I'm saying? And, and Jack Howells told me eye to eye that John MacArthur was the most dangerous man in the whole country. Independent Baptists are the most dangerous in the whole country. Amen. 
You want to know why? Because they don't believe the Bible. That's why they got to run back to the Greek all the time. Are you with me? They, they don't have enough faith in the book that God gave them, so they got to run to another book that they don't even understand the words. Playing Yahtzee with a bunch of Greek words, and then going to Strong's, who wasn't even a Baptist anyway, and just find out what definition fits his theological bent. Not here, brother. God says what he means, and means what he says. Amen. I know they're going to try this stuff again. You're sick, don't come. But I'm going to say this again, too. You've got a family of ten, and you've got one person that's sick, and the whole family's got to stay home. So what dad did, if the boy is sick, what dad did is he just starved the whole family out of being fed that day in God's house. You, you, I guarantee you won't do that at a restaurant. And your wife is sick or whatever, you ain't going to cook. You're going to go out to a restaurant. Some parents, they don't have enough spirituality to be able to discern when that kid says, I don't feel good. You know, all you're doing is looking for an excuse. When I was a kid, when I, you're looking for an excuse to, for him to stay home so you can stay home. Amen. Amen. As far as I'm concerned, these young people, here it is, they're 17, 16, 17 years old. Listen, you don't have to work on Sunday. You ain't got no bills to pay. 16 years of age. You can't even have a checking account in your own name. 16 years of age. Are you with me? That kid doesn't need to be at work on God's day. That kid's to meet me in God's house on God's day. Now, I'm not talking about everybody. There's got to be some watchman on the wall, even on Sunday. I get that. There's got to be some first responders on Sunday. I'm talking about a kid. More kids go to hell between 15 and 17 years of age than any other time in their lives. Amen. Thank you, Josh. Amen. Josh joined in. Amen. We're going to start having an auction here. Folks don't want to say amen. I went to an auction the other day. That's what they do, brother. They give you a little number. All right? We're going to just start passing out numbers. When I say something good, you ain't going to say amen because you don't want anybody else to think that you agree with me. You can just hold up the number. I'll see it. I'll see it. Amen. You say, preacher, you preaching like this, I ain't coming back. That's why I'm preaching it. You, you see, some say, that's why I'm preaching it. Jesus never tried to build a crowd. He always tried to thin the crowd. Amen. I worry about a kid that would rather be at soccer than at church. I'm telling you, the kid is already gone and the stupid parent doesn't even know it yet. <laughs> you know what I always did? When our kids did Little League, and I, you know, you've got to have a lot of self-control, spirit control, to let your kids play on the Union Little League. Because it's a bunch of, listen, my boy, seven years of age, his first Little League teacher was a woman who was full-term pregnant. He was so excited, I didn't know what to do. You know? And then what was it, a couple years later, boy, some kids got COVID. And brother, I, I get it, okay? He just had COVID, he was sick for two years. I get it. But you're going to close down the whole country? Because what? What? Point Zero, 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 six percent of people that have only COVID die from it? I don't think so. I don't think so. 
And if you live right with God, if you live right and holy life, and you don't screw up your life and do drugs and everything, you ain't got to worry about that because God will keep him in perfect peace whose heart and mind is stayed on me. Amen. You say, preacher, you're against everything. I'm going to tell you what, I'm against everything that's against Jesus. I'm against everything that's against the Bible. You, you better know it. You better, I'm against every preacher that's a compromised preacher. You better know it. Policeman. I've talked to Brother Buck about this at length. I, I, I'm Honestly, Brother Bob, Brother somebody over there, I, I'm, I'm just telling you, I've watched way too, since 2017, I have watched way too many auditors. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If a cop is going to violate my constitutional rights, the cop needs to be thrown in jail and lose his qualified immunity. He's taken away my qualified immunity. Amen? Same way with doctors as well. Medical tyranny. I don't care how much good doctors do. Mother, they do not have the right to violate the very fundamentals of American society. The Constitution. Amen? And the right to be secure in your person and in your papers and in your veins. Amen? Are you with me? The right way has never been the popular way. But what we've got to do is we've got to find some substitute because we just, we just ain't, we are not going to do it God's way. As I'm going to say today, we got to find new, something new, a new way, because as far as we're concerned, the old-fashioned way doesn't work anymore. If the old-fashioned way ain't going to work, well, let's just close the doors and go climb on a mountain and wait for the Lord to come back again. We, we should not compromise in order to keep the doors open. Are you hearing me? And that's one of the problems with the bigger churches. When they had a chance to stand and they closed their doors like all, the, like all the Catholic churches did. The world just saw it as one big thing. That's all the world did. A bunch of religious hypocrites is what they are. But let me just say one other thing. I'm on your side. I, I'm on your side. I've been in the full-time full ministry almost 35 years. Almost 32 years here. I've been around the block. I'm telling you. I know what I'm talking about. You ever notice this? If you go back and check all of my records, all the way back when I was preaching in 1993, 94, I never preached on child rearing. Yeah, some of you that were around back then, so you're old enough to remember? Never did, because I figured I had no right. Man, my kids are just kids. Man, they're just seven or eight. Man, I could sit on them and make them do what I tell them to do. But after they get to be about 16 and 17, if you've lost influence and they don't care what you say, you screwed up somewhere when they were seven and eight. Are you with me?